This episode of Intelligent Medicine is brought to you by Propax with NT Factor, a complete vitamin and mineral formula. NT Factor is the only nutritional formula clinically proven to reduce fatigue, whatever the cause, whether it be age, illness, or just being run down. NT Factor repairs damaged cells, restores healthy bacteria in your digestive tract. Clinical trials have shown NT Factor reduces fatigue by almost half, and it even reverses some symptoms of aging. I've been taking NT Factor for years, and now the 45-day money-back guarantee you have nothing to lose. To order, call 800-982-9158. That's 800-982-9158. Or go to ntfactor.com. That's ntfactor.com. Welcome to today's Intelligent Medicine Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Ronald Hoffman, uh, a podcast that I think you'll find fascinating because today we're going to talk to a multi-award winning physician with dual board certifications in OBGYN. She's a con conventional obstetrician gynecologist, but she's also gone on uh, to obtain additional credentials in integrative medicine. In fact, uh, she has, uh, as well as teaching obstetrics and gynecology, at uh, a prominent medical school, the Keck USC School of Medicine. Uh, she now serves as an affiliate faculty member at the Fellowship in Integrative Medicine through the University of Arizona School of Medicine. That's the Andrew Weil uh, program. Uh, she is a prolific writer and lecturer, and uh, that'll serve us in good stead today. Uh, she's also the best-selling author of the PCOS SOS series. And her latest book is Menopause, 50 Things You Need to Know. So welcome to Intelligent Medicine, Dr. Gersh. It's a pleasure having you on Intelligent Medicine. Well, I'm so happy to join you here. Well, thank you very much. You know, tell us a little bit about your journey, because we always uh, like to start our podcasts uh, to find out what prompted you to uh, kind of open up the lens a little bit in terms of your clinical practice and incorporate a, a holistic perspective. Well, it sort of was intuitive that I knew from the very beginning when I started my practice a few decades ago that there was more to helping women to optimize their health than just pharmaceuticals and surgical procedures. So I incorporated what I called my ancillaries very early on. I had a Chinese medicine practitioner, a psychologist, a nutritionist, a massage therapist. I had a lot of these what you might call you know holistic approach therapist in my practice. But I myself had no specific training until after I decided it was my time to stop doing obstetrics. So with not running around delivering babies in the middle of the night, I had a little more sleep, a little more time. I decided that I wanted to get more education. And so I went back, and this is over a decade ago now, and I did the fellowship, the two-year fellowship in integrative medicine at the University of Arizona School of Medicine, where I now, you know, I'm one of the faculty. And um, I never looked back. So I then not only continue to have a lot of ancillaries, <clears throat> but I myself have what I call an expanded therapeutic toolbox so I can really address all of the myriad and complex issues that are facing women in dealing with their health issues today. And I just have more options. Indeed. And, you know, one of the important aspects of uh, gynecology these days is uh, female sexual health. Uh, and, you know, men have uh, Viagra, Levitra, Cialis, uh, testosterone, 
but uh, when it comes to women's sexual health, uh, the problem is a little bit more uh, complex, right? And there's no uh, quick plumbing fix for uh, female sexual dysfunction. No, it is complex and uh, multifactorial. And the drugs that they've come out with on the market have had many, many attempts at getting approved by the FDA. And then some of them got approved on like the, like the third try, you know, that they, without any change. And they have, you know, they're very complex. They have a lot of side effects. I, almost nobody recommends the, the pharmaceuticals that are out there. No one's taking shots and doing the kind of things that they have for women and and the success rate is very very low so women are more complex and for sure women have a lot of sexual problems at at every age at every in every um decade of life women have health issues but then they really become magnified when menopause strikes so it's like it adds injury to all of the underlying issues that are already there you know in terms of losing those critical what are sex hormones, but we I call them now life hormones because it's really about the, maintaining all the functions of the female body, not just sexual functions and reproductive function. Indeed. And, and perhaps unbeknownst to you, uh, I am uh, co-author with our uh, nutritionist, uh, Layla Mutin, who also does a podcast here on Intelligent Medicine, of a chapter in uh, an Andrew Weil book. I know, of course, you're familiar with Andrew Weil. You studied under him at the University of Arizona in that uh, integrative program. Uh, the book is Integrative Sexual Health. Uh, and uh, the chapter that uh, we were assigned to write on was a chapter on the impact of diet on sexual performance. And well, we tried to go beyond, you know, some of these old wives' tales about uh, aphrodisiacs, you know, uh, eat uh, shellfish, mm-hmm. you know, shellfish uh, can make, right. you know, <laughs> the, sexier. The, the, um, uh, the oyster. The oysters, oyster right. <laughs> yeah, got it. Or worse yet, yeah. prairie oysters, you know, actually bull testicles, you know, that whole thing. Uh, or, you know, eating oh, yeah, yeah. foods that are phallic-shaped foods, you know, like asparagus or carrots. There's, you know, that, that <laughs> is kind of folkloric nonsense. But there, there is a connection to diet and sexual performance for both men and women, right? And and some of that, and we wrote extensively about it, is, is the nitric oxide connection, correct? Mm-hmm. Oh, my goodness. Well, of course, we now know there's a connection of diet to virtually everything. And the, I always tell the people over and over again, women, well, humans, are the only species on the planet that tries to control their reproductive destiny. There's no other species that when it comes time to mating season, they say, ah, I'm going to skip this year. It doesn't work that way. So only humans try to control this sort of thing. But we as females, and I always focus on females, of course, males too, but the prime directive of the whole female body is really directed towards reproductive success, because that's really the prime directive of life is the creation of new life. I figured that out early in my career as I was delivering all these thousands of babies. And the bottom line is that um, in order for a female to be reproductively successful, she needs to have a healthy body. And, mm-hmm. you know, part of being reproductively successful means having a sex drive. And so diet is hugely important. So eating the right foods is going to have all the different organ systems of the body working properly, including the sexual organs. So 100%, I've got to go run home and read your chapter because okay. it's, um, it's such an important um, issue having 
foods that have nitrates. And, the, and then, you know, you need to have the whole array of things happening in the body. You need to have the right nutrients. You need to have the right foods that contain nitrates. You need to have the right hormones that feel, because not only is estrogen in the form of estradiol critically important for controlling the enzyme system that makes nitric oxide in the blood vessels mm. to maintain proper health of the blood art, the blood vessels, the arteries, so that they're healthy and properly dilated, so that female can have, for example, proper orgasmic response and have their little clitorises actually have proper engorgement and then have proper function and and have the, the neurological system working properly. But you also need to have a healthy GI tract and the lining cells of the gut, the neurological uh, system of the gut called the enteric nervous system, all of this has estrogen receptors on them. So estrogen has receptors throughout every organ system of the body, including the GI tract. So without having proper estrogen levels and, and in the form of estradiol, the type that the ovaries would make, you're not going to have proper gut function. So you need it all. I mean, that's what makes everything so complex because you can't just do one thing. You got to, to be optimally healthy. You got to do it all. So you have to eat the right foods, but you also have to have hormones present. In fact, in men, I always say estrogen should be everybody's favorite hormone, even men, because mm -hmm. estrogen is made on site in the GI tract in what are Peyer's patches, the enzyme that converts testosterone that men make in hopefully large quantities. The, that enzyme called aromatase is present in the gut so that estradiol is converted locally, not circulating, but locally in the GI tract. Um, from testosterone into estradiol to maintain a healthy GI tract so that you can actually do all the things that you need to do within the GI tract so that you can convert, maintain the right microbiome and integrity of the lining tissues and so on so that you can actually properly convert the nitrates ultimately into nitric oxide, which is critically important for health of the vascular system, of the brain, of the heart, and of the reproductive system and the immune system. It's like all beautifully intertwined and you need it all. And so that's where I, I come in with my patients, making, making sure they get the right nutrition and the right balance of hormones at every stage of life. So, so that's interesting. That's actually an insight for me that there's an interplay between hormones and nitric oxide. And I guess it's it's a two-way street. Am I correct in saying that? Is that uh, in the absence of nitric oxide, uh, the hormones don't do their job, but in the absence of adequate hormones, say in uh, menopause or post-hysterectomy or andropause, uh, that the nitric oxide is less likely to be synthesized by the body? Am I summarizing it correctly? Right. So in arteries themselves, there, there are these amazing enzyme systems called nitric oxide synthase. And in the arteries, it's called endothelial because that refers mm. to the lining of the arteries. Um, in the, the heart, in the brain, it can also include neuronal nitric oxide synthase. So you make nitric oxide incorporating through this, the function of this enzyme system, which is co-activated with estradiol. Mm -hmm. That's why actually that enzyme that converts testosterone into estradiol, it's called aromatase, is present in artery walls as well. Mm. That's why I keep saying, men, you should love your estrogen yeah. because 
a lot of what your testosterone is doing is converting into estrogen locally in different organ systems, and and that's really critical for health of arteries, for function of the GI tract, health of the GI tract. But if you don't eat the nitrate-containing vegetables, Mm -hmm. you can have totally functioning ovaries but you're not going to get that alternative, very critical, like alternative route to making nitric oxide, which is so important for vascular health, sexual health, brain health, or immune health, all those things rely on having this critically important gas that's called nitric oxide that from the gut is produced when you have all the right things present, and then it diffuses out throughout the body and does all its miracle work. And it's made locally in arteries themselves, and it's made in other areas of the body. And it's so critical for maintaining proper immune function, including regulating those specialized lymphocytes called Mm -hmm. key regulatory lymphocytes that help to protect the body recognizing itself so you don't develop like autoimmune disease. So these are like really, really important things for people to know about. But you need to have the nitrate-containing vegetables because even if you have hormones, if you don't have the substrate to work from, you know, you're not going to create the end product. And, so, and what are yeah, some of the vegetables that is, are, excuse me, what are some of the vegetables that are most likely to prompt that? And uh, Or do you, are you in favor of uh, nutritional supplements for your patients to boost their nitric oxide production? Both. So in terms of foods, so there, you know, there are all these tables that you can get on like nitrates at the highest but kale is one of my personal favorites i just my husband makes the best kale salad ever mm-hmm. and the one that gets a lot of focus are beet roots you know the that beautiful red bulb that comes at the end of the beet and um so beets are can be a very excellent source and then there's other vegetables like spinach and bok choy so there's like a whole slew and then they're you know they're they're all good because every vegetable has its own special like special polyphenols and antioxidants but the nitrates cannot be forgotten we need to always make sure that every day we get a good supply of nitrate containing vegetables am and i on the right track with uh, an arugula uh an arugula beet salad oh yes okay oh i love actually that's one of my favorites i, I love that little bite of arugula so yeah. i'm you know i think it's a one love it or hate it with arugula kind of like um some other you know vegetables that people love them or hate them but i just love arugula and with beets is fantastic and i try to eat beets actually every single day and you know but it's very important to try to get the best quality vegetables and unfortunately we can't always know we can hopefully get organic because chemicals coming along for the ride are never a healthy option of course we try to avoid them when we can but now the soil can be depleted and that's where sometimes taking supplements for people who already have problems you know just adding in the supplements that can increase nitric oxide can be extra beneficial in addition to eating the proper foods that will improve it and for women you know trying to do everything to maintain their their proper hormone balance and so we definitely want to consider the supplements because the, the soil is often depleted and you don't have the nitrates you know it's like fixed through the root system of the vegetables and if you have depleted soil the vegetables will be depleted so it's and if someone has high blood pressure that means they're having problems with their vascular health and we definitely want to add in the supplements to try to increase the nitric oxide and of course if people are having sexual problems 
that is a sign. A lot of people don't realize this, but when there's are when there are sexual problems, especially as people are over the age of 40, when nitric oxide tends to really decline a great deal, um, then we really have to consider that uh, there are vascular problems going on in both males and females, that you're not getting that proper blood flow to enable engorgement of the the end sexual organs, which in the female not just only includes the clitoris, but also the labia minora, the, the entire local genital area engorges with blood and the, the nerves become more sensitive and all of these, you know, amazing things happen, but you need to have proper vascular health. And of course, it's the blood vessels that feed the nerves. So if you, that's why um, if you have like people who have diabetes, for example, they will often have vascular problems, which further exacerbate their sexual problems because they don't have proper blood supply to the nerves themselves. So we definitely have to do everything we can to maintain vascular health, which really means that we have to make sure that we eat the best diet with high nitrates. And if you're already having issues, like you're having trouble um, having orgasms, you're having trouble, you know, even feeling aroused, you have to think, well, maybe I have vascular issues. And then there's never a downside to taking an, a supplement that's going to boost nitric oxide levels, as well as having other, you know, vascular studies and, and doing other things, of course, testing blood tests and for inflammation markers. There's so many things that, that go into being evaluated. But, you know, adding in the nitric oxide supplements is just a standard of care item for me, and I think it should be standard of care throughout the entire medical spectrum of really of everyone who's caring for for people, particularly 40-plusers. And, and a couple of schools of thoughts on how to boost nitric oxide. There's the uh, arginine-citrulline connection, uh, and but there's also the notion that you can amp up uh, with supplements like uh, Berkeley Life Nitric Oxide, which is a beet-derived product, but there's some secret sauce where they amp up the uh, nitrate uh, delivery so that uh, it's equivalent to eating, uh, I don't know, a couple of pounds of arugula, which uh, could be a right. little challenging for right. some people. And, you know, right. I mean, I mean, I have beets every day. I do not have that quantity. So absolutely. I mean, it's the whole nitric oxide system is so interesting because if you have too much inflammation in your body, you can actually have sort of a counter It, it prevents the synthesis. You know, like, it actually interferes with the synthesis of nitric oxide, right? Exactly. So that's why um, it's so important to keep inflammation down, to eat and live a, an anti-inflammatory lifestyle, work on stress and fitness and all of these really, and sleep, all of these important things. But adding in, I, you know, like you said, like the special sauce, the secret sauce, that can help increase nitric oxide and help to overcome and even circumvent some of this inflammatory, like negative effect is really, uh, it's miraculous. Indeed. Uh, good point to which to mention that our favorite product, I think you'll agree, is uh, the Berkeley Life Nitric Oxide uh, formula. Uh, you can find out about it at AgeWellBL, that stands for Berkeley Life, AgeWellBL.com slash Hoffman. And if you use offer code Hoffman at checkout, you'll get 10% off your first order and free shipping. 
That's agewellbl.com slash Hoffman for Berkeley Life Nitric Oxide Support Supplements. Okay, so uh, nitric oxide uh, connection important. Uh, important, too, because, you know, one of the reasons for uh, a decline in sexual functioning uh, is when you get high blood pressure, you often have to go on blood pressure medications. And I can't think of a single blood pressure medication that doesn't somehow interfere with uh, sexual response for both men and women. Uh, they generally are downers. So if you can avoid uh, ex- dependence on blood pressure medication, surely if you have high blood pressure, it can't be controlled with dietary measures or supplements alone. You must control it with medication. But to the extent you can reduce that dependency, doesn't that make sense for sexual functioning? Oh, 100%. And in fact, as many people who are listening probably know, there's been a, a lot of, we'll say, um, chatter in recently and published articles talking about the role of diet and hypertension, just like we were talking about diet and sexual function. Of course, they're all interrelated. And, you know, people have looked at some of the diets and they're all high in nitrate vegetables. They don't always right. call that out, yeah. but that's really what they're doing. Like like the DASH but diet, again, for example. I think the, exactly, the, the magic of the DASH exactly. diet is there's a plentiful fresh fruits and vegetables. Uh, I'm not so much in favor of all the, the starchy foods and the, and the very concerted low-fat approach because for some people they they tend to you know stock up too much on starchy carby foods but the dash diet at the very least emphasizes lots of fresh fruits and vegetables i think that's the main thing that's like the same with the mind diet for the brain it's all they're all heavy plant-based diets and because and they always you know talk about variety and the colors of the rainbow which have to include plenty of nitrate-containing vegetables. But once again, with our depleted soils and altered, you know, agricultural practices and so forth, you can't, we can't even rely on it. It's so unfortunate. And that's where supplementation, especially once you already have a diagnosis, because I like to think of like even blood pressure medicine as not a life sentence, that you can actually do lifestyle related and that's like targeted supplementation as well as all the lifestyle activities that you can do to really fix things. I mean, because, you know, the conventional medical world, and this is one of the reasons I went back to school to do the fellowship, it only works on symptoms. You know, this is always like, you know, the root cause kind of thing. If we're really trying to reverse disease, not just sort of suppress symptoms or control it, then you need to have every tool in the toolbox. And that's where you, you incorporate every lifestyle approach as well as appropriate targeted supplementation that's evidence-based, like this, you know, like the product that we're talking about, evidence-based, you know, based on real studies, real science to really optimize health because we don't really want to be on pharmaceuticals. Every, everyone who watches television, you know, sees or reads, right. you know, the litany of side effects. Oh, my the, goodness. Oh, yeah. my goodness. And then yeah. people say at the end of it, they say, I think I'll take the disease, you know. But, um, you know, it's like you really, of course, people, you can't even put anything in perspective when you're here, you know, the, when they run off a list of all these side effects, like what is the incidence of it? What is it going to do? But if anything, if we can do all kinds of health-related choices to actually reverse disease, especially early stage. I mean, you know, no one can reverse end-stage disease. We don't have that capability. But to reverse early-stage disease is possible. 
And that's like amazing when you could take someone with the beginning of pre-hypertension, you know, the early stages, and give them normal blood pressure. You can take people who are developing sexual dysfunction and you can reverse it. You can, I mean, it's, uh, but this isn't going to happen spontaneously. You know, it's not, you got to do the hard work. Every, you know, it's not going to happen spontaneously. And so, but there's so much we can do. And is it worth it? Well, yes, because this is your life. (laughs) Of course it's worth it. Indeed. Okay, good point in which to pause because as our listeners know, we divide our podcast into two parts. And in part two, I I want to uh, get your perspective on uh, something that you've written extensively about, which is PCOS, polycystic ovarian syndrome. Uh, It's a big problem for women and uh, the treatments Mm -hmm. for it. uh, There's no quick fix. uh, And it is, uh, in my experience and probably yours, highly amenable to natural interventions. And oh, by the way, and this is something I didn't know, there's also a nitric oxide connection. So we'll learn about that in part two. I'm Dr. Ronald Hoffman. Today's guest is integrative uh, gynecologist Felice Gersh, and this is Intelligent Medicine.